A very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards living a better life. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational messages and transformational stories out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode where today it's my immense pleasure to welcome a gentleman from India by the name of Punit Bhatia. Punit, a very, very warm welcome to you, sir. Thanks, Paul, for having me in here and thank you for all the work that you're doing through this podcast and other means for society, for human mankind and everything that you bring people together and share thoughts and allow them to share thoughts as well. My pleasure, Punit, my pleasure. And listeners, what we're going to be talking about today, curious title for me, bearing in mind that the very first Mastering the Game of Life podcast was actually called Mastering Life is as simple as ABC. But Punit's got a slightly different take on ABC, as he's as sure he's going to unfold in his ABC for Joy of Life. So I suppose a good starting point for us, Punit, is... What is your ABC? Well, that's a concept I came across because I'm an, I studied philosophy, human behavior, or why I do certain things and why I don't do certain things with great depth and interest. And as I did that, listened to kind of, kind of people like Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, Jim Ron, and so on. I mean, otherwise we will be at the end of the podcast. But uh, I discovered and I realized that, well, what we've been taught in school and since childhood is very different. Essentially, the first thing we learned was A, B, C. So A for apple, B for boy, C for cat and something like that. But in life, we need to have a different ABC. And that's where this concept, this ABC came in into my mind. And then I jotted down like A for action, B for belief, C for courage. And I'm developing meaning behind that. Because if you follow this ABC pattern, then you would have greater joy, greater fulfillment, greater satisfaction in life. Because end of the day, we are all chasing our dreams, but those dreams are meant to bring us joy or passion of whatever term we use it. But end of the day, we want to feel the joy of it, the happiness of it. And that's why I call it ABC for joy of life. Wow. Listeners, I think, you know, you've heard me say this so many times before. It's that big question, isn't it? You know, who am I? Why am I here? And there's this old question, isn't there? This, you could say, I suppose, a sub-question around this happiness. You know, there's a song, isn't there? Happiness is just an illusion. But what's striking me, Punit, as you're talking there and, and sharing your, you know, your, your action, belief, courage, ABC, that ultimately... Is it all about happiness? Is, is, that the, is that the ultimate prize? Well, happiness is a broad term we tend to use, but it's end of the day, we have values within us. And we have those values which are driving our behaviors or our intentions. And with those intentions, those values, which sometimes are hidden from us, as you rightly put it, we maybe not are aware of it, we tend to chase dreams like I want to be a manager, I want to be this, I want to be a CEO, or I want to have X amount of money. 
But once you achieve it, so you drive this by saying my purpose is, my goal is, my mission is, whatever you say. But when you reach that stage, that state, the question becomes, it feels lonely or it feels empty or you say, so what? Now what? And that emptiness comes in. And that is where we say, I'm not happy. But if you ask the question, you wanted to achieve whatever it was and you have achieved it. And why are you not happy? Because maybe the happiness was not defined. So that's why happiness is a very broad term. But happiness for me is all about getting where you want and what you want in line with your values. Sometimes we tend to chase in line with other people's aspirations or what we see in the outside world. But if you're not fulfilled inside, if you're not having joy inside, the external goals or achievements will not help you. Mm. And that really reinforces where I was leading with this question, Punit, because isn't it true, and isn't it true, listeners, that happiness is already within, you know, we don't have to go looking external. And I think so many of us, and, you know, I put my hands up, I spent decades looking outside of me for those, you know, for those silver trinkets, you know, more money, more prestige, better relationships, this, that, the other, striving for that ultimate prize for me. And I suppose it's different for all of us. Of course it is. We're all unique in our own way. But I was looking outside for those answers. And certainly where this happiness is concerned, it's already within us, Punit, is it not? It is and it isn't because, I mean, philosophically it is, but actually people are searching for it. So that's where the term awareness comes in. Awareness meaning who are you? What are your behaviors? What is your identity? What do you believe in? And what are you striving for? Because when you say, I want to have X million dollars, euros, pounds, Essentially, you're saying, I want to achieve it, but there's a reason or there's a value which is driving you behind all these motives. So somebody wants to be a monk and somebody wants to have a million dollars, but both of them have inherent values which are driving that. But both of them are essentially saying, I'm seeking something. And what are you seeking? What is it that is being chased? And that we are not clear of. And that lack of clarity creates confusion and if it's not there and when you reach there sometimes we are chasing a mirage and we reach there and then we say ah oh, yeah no and then comes like it's emptiness so you're not happy but if you have aligned your values and then you know what you are achieving and what you are going for and then happiness is within you but you don't need that you're still chasing but you're still happy on the way because so it's happiness is not when I will have 5 million, 1 million, 2 million euros or when I'll be in monastery. Happiness is on the way to monastery. Happiness is on the way to 1 million. So it's the journey that should give you happiness and the joy. So it's not the destination. And that's where the difference is. When I say it's not in you because you will chase it and then you will realize it. And that happens with most people. And it's within you because if you have it, you will be happy where you are and you'll be happy where you will be. And you will have greater joy, greater motivation to get from where you are to where you want to be while being happy on the way and being there as well. Hmm. You mentioned Jim Rohn at the top of the conversation there, Pony. I have done a two or three podcasts previously with 
um, Jim Britt, who was Jim Rohn's business partner for 10 years and also Tony Robbins' coaching mentor for five years. And I can't remember what previous episode it was, listeners, but it basically, Jim and I engaged in a conversation around, you know, in the importance of words, the energy, the language. And, you know, I thought I was being a bit clever at the time when I said to, to Jim, and I should have known better because he's, you know, he's a wily old sage. He's, you know, he knows one or two things. And, and of course, he would do being, you know, in such uh, elevated company as Jim Rome, for example. So I said to Jim Britt, OK, Jim, what's the most three important words in the world? Because I'm into very much distillation, simplicity. You know, let's keep things really simple. And, and Jim said to me, well, what do you think, Paul? And I uttered those three immortal words, which I'm sure we've all said at some time or another in our lives, listeners. I love you. And he smiled. <laughs> and he said, no, let me quote you the words from our business partner, Jim Rohn. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And as you was talking there, Pony, it was, you know, that that search for happiness, you know, bring it down to real kind of action orientated, practical terms of, you know, I kind of go back to we search, we spend so much time and energy don't we, you know, looking outside, chasing these goals and then getting really disappointed because it doesn't fit in with our what we thought was going to happen. You know, we plan it to the nth degree. And so that context of that self-acceptance of we are what we are, that inner knowing, that peace, that, and then that bolt on of external goals. And what I do with that point is I set a strategy around a goal and I take action but then I let it go because I realize that there are so many variables outside of my control so I don't become attached to it so that leads nicely in I think to this so what is action how do we take action any thoughts on any of that Pony? well action is almost everything in my opinion action is the most important word in english or most important word in abc and it's no coincidence that it comes up as a and starts as the first word action so anything and everything we do consciously or unconsciously is action so the conversation we are having is action the question is an action the answer is an action and even the thought behind it which I'm putting to formulate those words is action. So mm. the more conscious we are of our actions, the more aware we are of our actions, the better it is. Because there are three things. There's the intention, action, and impact. So we all take actions, but behind it, either we have an intention or we don't have an intention. So if your actions are aligned with intention, there's a greater likelihood that the impact is likely to be in the way you want it to be. As we say, the law of consequences. So sometimes impact, you can also call it consequence. But if your intention and actions are aligned, you will have the consequences, you will have the impact that you desire more often than not. But if your actions are unthought of, not aligned with the intention, then the impact is not likely to be in harmony with what you intended and then sometimes we get into sabotage or self-sabotage saying 
I did it, but why did I do it? I didn't mean to be angry. Why did I get angry? So the, the intention was not to be angry, but the action was becoming angry. And the impact was you annoyed somebody. The consequence was that somebody probably is not happy with you. And that's the harmony you need to bring in is action aligned with intention. And then you have the consequences. So that's why action is the most important thing because it allows you to realize the consequences, realize the impacts that you desire, but to do them in line with your intention, you need to put in some thoughts. Mm, interesting, interesting. And I'm not saying there's a right, and I'm not saying there's a wrong on this, listeners. You know, the, the beauty of a conversation, a dance like this between Puni and I is, you make your own mind up on, you know, we, we have a debate, we, we toss these things around, these thoughts, because I just want to come in at a slightly different angle on that, A, Puni, for me, is the awareness isn't the starting point for anything and everything that we do in life awareness because how do we know where we're going to go if we're not aware of where we are now is that the starting point that's also true but to become aware what do you do you take action towards self-discovery so it's a hard choice because there's so many words uh, but yes you need the first thing you need to do is you need to take action to identify who you are, what your behaviors are, and that we call it awareness. We need to be aware of what your values are, what your likes are, dislikes are, preferences are or not, and who you are. And there's no right or wrong answer, as you say, because end of the day, as Jim Ron says, you need to have a philosophy. Your mm. philosophy may be something, mine would be something, mm. someone else's would be something. Somebody would know it explicitly and somebody would not know it explicitly, but they do have a philosophy because people often say, I'm not like that. Yeah. Because yeah. you have an identity, you have a philosophy about who you are. Yeah. And yeah. It, typically you'll say, I'm, uh, if you ask a non-smoker, he will say, I'm not a smoker. But who decided you are not a smoker? You yourself. That's an awareness and that's an uh, identity you have created. And somebody else says, well, I drink sometimes. Now, who decided sometimes and how many times is sometimes? Is five days a week sometimes or one day, once a day is sometimes, often, what is it? So it's all decided and determined by us. So there's no right or wrong answer. Action is also important. Awareness is also important. In my view, action leads to awareness, but maybe in some cases, awareness leads to action. So there's no debate around it these crux of the matter in my opinion is we all have our philosophies we all have our ideas the objective is to find that elusive happiness joy satisfaction or sometimes we refer to as goal or purpose or passion to discover where we want to be now whether you get it through this way or that way or whichever way it doesn't matter yeah. if you allow me i like to share a story because uh which illustrates this fact. Because typically when we were in school, there was one path, one way of getting the points. Because if you answer that, that's the only right answer. Any other thing is wrong. But it so happened there were five friends and they were going through a jungle and trying to discover the other side of the jungle. So that's the other city or other world. And they happened to seem stuck. So they lost their way. And then they had a debate on what should we do. So one said we should go forward, 
keep going in the direction. One said we go left, the other one said go right, and the one said go back. And then there was seemingly more intelligent one said, we should go over the tree, I will climb, and then see which direction is the best one, where do we see a city or a village? Now, on face of it, most of us would be tempted to think the guy who got up on the top was the smartest. And then they came down, I mean, the guy came down and they decided all to follow their own inst instinctive paths. That is left, right, center, a straight, fall, back, and based on what he saw on the top. And then a few years later, a few months later, all of them met. Or let me tell you the story of what happened. So the guy who went straight, he met some strangers, he met some people and ended up in a village. The guy who went left, the same thing happened. The guy who went right, the same thing happened. The guy who went back, the same thing happened. And the guy who chased the mirage of having identified a direction also did the same thing. So essentially what happened is all of them met a few people and reached their journey. Now, which village was the right one? Which people on the journey were the right one? It's debatable, but end of the day, we all have our own paths and we need to make our choice whether we go left, right, center, straight. And there's no defined path. All paths are correct. All paths are genuine, but they allow us to discover ourselves. So it's not, but at the moment, we may sometimes feel like the guy who's going on the top, he's the most smartest or intelligent because he's trying to foresee what is not foreseeable. Hmm. Fascinating. The one that we're 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 definitely aligned uh, on it is is the B for belief. <laughs> we're definitely aligned on the B for belief. Um, tell me your right. thoughts around this word belief and what it means to you. Well, belief means the ability to trust yourself and your judgments and your decisions and even the fact that you will in the end get to where you want to be. And even if you won't get to where you want to be, it will be a worthwhile destination. That's the whole spirit of it. So not having a wavering mind and not doubting yourself and not criticizing yourself. Why did I do it? And believe me, it's not easy. It's challenging. But that's the whole spirit of it, that you believe in yourself, the universe, and or the God, or whatever you believe in, and then have the trust that everything is going for you, not against you, and you will end up in a better place than what you aim for. Because if it's what you aim for, that's good, because that is what you were aiming for. However, if it is not what you were aiming for, that means the universe had it for you, and what universe decided for you cannot be a bad choice either. Mm, definitely aligned. Just want to go back to Jim Britt's take up on beliefs, Punit, and he has uh, he has well he has a take on this, and it's all beliefs are false. They're just something that we have decided is true, and I and I buy into that in a large to a very large degree because if we turn our our minds back to when we're children, I don't know, it doesn't matter what age, say nine, ten, eleven, whatever, and say for example. We take a size six in a shoe, for example, and I can I can recall this. In fact, it's a, a conversation I had two or three years ago with my uh, with one of my grandchildren, my granddaughter, and, and she said, "Granddad Paul," she said, "I take size six shoes, 
And I said, yeah, but what about when you grow? No, I will always take size. I like the number six. I will always take size six shoes. And I said, maybe, but maybe not. No, granddad, I will always take size six shoes. Now, that's just a sort of simple example of, you know, my granddaughter's belief system is, is it true? Is it not true? Yeah. It, it is what it is. It's transient, isn't it? Indeed. And it's a belief. You rightly say it, that it's what you believe in. And it's the same thing. Now, we were talking about earlier, the goal being having peace through monastery or having peace through getting a 1 million or 5 million or 10 million pounds. It is a belief that one person believes that when he goes to monastery, he will find peace or joy. And the other one believes that I will find joy with a certain amount of money. But end of the day, it is their own belief, but they need to stick to it. And they need to have conviction that that is what is going to give me. And if that belief is aligned with their values, aligned with the way they are, then that serves them. Let's move on to the C, Punit. The C. Yeah. Courage. Now, this is interesting for me because when I created my own ABC, which was a few years ago, this was very, very, very much in my consciousness, very much. And in the end, I went with creativity. So I'm interested to hear your, your reasoning, your rationale for courage, because I'm very, very aligned with it. I, I you know... But yeah, so open that up for us, if you will, Pony. Why courage? I mean, it can. Let's first be clear that it could have been confidence, it could have been creativity, it could have been choices, it could have been anything else. But mm. I chose courage, and I believe in courage because if you are taking action and if you are believing in something, or even if you have a, some sort of a thinking. You will need that conviction. You will need that courage to overcome fear because we are all human. And as human, it is natural to have doubt and it is natural to have fear. What if this doesn't go the way I expect it to? What mm -hmm. if? And also fear of what will the other person say? So we do need at time that validation. We do at times need to feel have other feelings, let's put it like that, rather, other than the belief we have. So we do have the belief, but that belief needs to be powerful enough, needs to give us enough reasons to bring in the courage to act in spite of the fear. Because in my ABC, I focus on the positive words. So courage for me is the opposite of, in essence, fear, because you take action in spite of Fear and that's courage. Mm. Yeah, because words have power, listeners, don't they? We've spoke about this with many, many guests over, over the episodes, the 300 plus episodes. Words have power, words have energy. And as you say, Pony, you know, what we have a choice, don't we? You know, to bring in another, to bring in another scene. We have a choice about what language, how we say it. If you notice now, listeners, I'm really stressing the words. That's a conscious choice that I'm making to stress the point. Or I could just go into autopilot, talk very quickly, and not really think about what I'm saying. There's a whole different energy, isn't there, about the way we see, communicate. Maybe I was being C, creative there. 
So it's interesting, Paul, isn't it, how we can use these models, these constructs of A, B, C, uh, the three A's, one, two, three. You know, it begs a, begs a bigger question, I feel. Why do we create these models as humans? Because I, I love them. I mean, this, this conversation for me personally is absolutely fascinating because I love these mental constructs of models. But as you've already alluded to, that's what they are. You know, is it right what you're saying? A lot of people say yes. A lot of people say no. The same for me and the man next door or the woman next door. But why do we create these mental models? That's a bigger question, isn't it? Well, we, as human beings, we are fallible and we need some sort of a support or faith or some sort of a system in which we can memorize them. So for some of us, it's three points or three A's or three B's or three C's or four P's, things like that. For some of us, it's acronyms. And in this case, we are talking about an ABC. And I don't know who said it, but someone said in a, one of the books that all models are wrong. Mm. Because if you're going with the presumption that my model is right and I'm going to stick with it and defend it, then you're getting into the aspect of ego. Yeah. But if you want to let go of the ego, you have to understand all models are wrong and can be proven wrong. But at the same time, my ABC works for me and your ABC works for you. And somebody else is with a uh, simple formula. Like I also sometimes say, because it's not possible for me to remind myself of ABC consistently. So I say, think, believe, act. That is the same thing as intention, action, and uh, consequences. But I say, hey, you need to think what you're doing, then you need to believe in what you're doing or what you thought through and then take action consistent with that. And if this think, believe, act is happening consistently, that means intention and action are aligned and consequences more often than not are going to be in favor. And if they are not, then so be it. Mm. Interesting on that uh, particular model as well, Punit, that belief is, is in the middle again. We're never far away from beliefs, are we? Whichever model we seem to adopt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, intention, action and uh, consequences or impact is also driven by belief because intention is what do you want to believe or do you want to achieve? Mm, interesting. Well, I want to ask you one big question right at the end as we start to draw towards a close now of what has been an absolutely fascinating conversation uh, as you know, listeners, I've referred to it already, I call it a dance, that exchange of energy, of thoughts, of ideas, of emotions. Call it what you will. You decide. But before I ask you that big question, Punit, I'd just like to invite you in to share your contact details and how people can reach out to you, find out more about you, etc. I would simplify that. I mean, there are many ways in which you can reach me because we are in a digital society. But I will simplify saying... Find me on LinkedIn or Facebook and connect with me from there. Because remembering my name, even if you don't, you can come back to the episode, check my name and find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'm on multiple platforms, but LinkedIn is what I use primarily and sharing emails and all that because these things are transient. We keep changing. And I'm presuming there when I say transient, LinkedIn and Facebook are more have been there for a few years and I see them being there for a few more. Mm. Okay, well, thank you for that, Shia. Listeners, as ever, those details will be in the show notes. So, drum roll, drum roll, great intro. The man is coming on the stage. 
to face the big question. And the big question is, or maybe it's not such a big question, we'll see, is this punnet. I want you to imagine we've just met in a hotel reception and we've shook hands and we, you know, we've, we've shared philosophy for a while. And then we're going into the lift up to the next floor. And that lift takes 30 seconds. And we'll probably never see each other again after that, because I'll go to the left, you'll go to the right. And, you know, we'll sail off into the wild blue yonder, so to speak. So, yeah. but I, and I ask you a question. I say, well, okay, by the time this lift gets to the next level on it, which is 30 seconds, apparently, between levels, between floors. Just answer me this, my friend, will you? If you had to leave one piece of advice, guidance, call it what you will, to the outside world, what would that be, Punit? What would that be? It would be as simple as have your own philosophy and own it to the nth degree, that is, have a philosophy and own it, stand by it, stick to it. There's no point in listening, finding others, ABCs and everything. I will simply say, have a philosophy and own your philosophy. Beautiful, poignant and powerful. So there we have it, listeners. And there's just a couple of things I want to sign off with now. And we've been talking about various philosophies. and We've mentioned Jim Britt, Jim Rohn, great, great philosophers radically, I think, contributed to world. There's, there's no two ways about that. But I want to, to draw things to a close by bringing in another American, Tom Peters. And Tom Peters coined the phrase, and I think it's perfect for the dance that Punit and I have been in, embarked upon, when Tom Peters said this, perception is all there is. And on that note, listeners, all that remains now is for me to say, remember, Mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the game's ever-changing How will you master it?